You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Happy Palm Sunday, everyone, and also happy Vision Sunday. The Sunday before Easter is traditionally Vision Sunday at Church 2911. This is a great time for us to refocus on our vision, on our things like reaching and discipling, serving and giving, not just because it's Vision Sunday, but also because it's Palm Sunday. Give you an example. From John chapter 12, we have the story of Palm Sunday. And if you'd like to read that, if you go to the sermon notes online, there's a link there and you can read that story. The crowds of Jerusalem and the disciples themselves, they didn't quite get it. They didn't understand where Jesus was going and what what he was planning to do and what he was going to have to go through in just the next few days. It's obvious because what they did on Palm Sunday, as, as he came riding into town on that donkey, as he came riding in, they started taking down the palm branches. They started taking off their coats and laying them down in front of them, worshiping him. But then just... One week later, in those same streets, probably many of the same people in the same crowd, they were shouting, instead of Hosanna, they were shouting, crucify him. The very same people. What that tells me is they didn't get it. They didn't understand that they worshiped their vision of what Christ was supposed to be instead of what he had really come to do. They worshiped the one who had been healing people and raising people from the dead and and performing miracles. They worshiped the one that they thought was going to deliver them from Roman rule. But when they found out Jesus came to die for their sins, instead they lost it with him. Many of them, it says in John chapter six, many of them turned away from him when they realized that. They didn't quite get it. Now that's, that's gonna be important in just a few minutes, okay? But one of the things, we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about in this repeat series we're going to talk about worship and repeating all of that so as we've done the first two weeks today we're going to start with this before we can do something before we can give something away we've got to learn it for ourselves. you can't give something away that you don't already possess yourself okay so the first thing we've got to do is we've got to learn we're going to learn a little bit of what worship is In John chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus says this about worship. He says, For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Okay, so number one, we have to worship in spirit. God is a spirit. He's not just an ear. He's not an ear up in heaven, a big, huge ear. So if he's not just an ear, that means we've got to do more than just talk to him. We've got to do more than just speak it. He's a spirit, and so we've got to worship in spirit. It's got to be more than just what we're saying. It's got to be our, our spirit, our, our whole being, who, who we are completely. We've got to pour into him. That's, that's what worship is, worshiping in spirit. But then also we have to worship in truth, not like those crowds in Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, not worshiping as we envision Christ ought to be in our life, not worshiping as we think God ought to be acting in our life, but worshiping in truth of who he says he is and what it is that he wants to do in our life. So starting off, worship is about spirit and truth. But let me give you just a few other little things about worship. What is worship? Okay, it means to express or to show reverence and adoration to God. 
to express or show reverence and adoration to God. So how do, we, how do we do that? Okay, we do that with our words, right? We do that with our words, spoken words, uh, just saying things to God, but also our, our written words, uh, writing articles and blogs and social media posts or, or poems or even, even writing songs or, or writing sermons, getting ready to speak those, but then also singing our words. So there's a lot of ways we can bring worship through our words. Another way we worship is through gestures, things like raising our hands in worship. And uh, if you're new to church, you may see a few people raising their hands and wonder what's that all about. You know, you live in a great time where if you've got a question about anything, all you got to do is Google it. You know, just Google, why do people lift their hands in church? But I've given you a link to a great article, uh, if you'll look in those sermon notes that I mentioned earlier, and it talks about why people lift their hands in worship. So lifting our hands in worship, clapping our hands, you know, as we give adoration, praise to, uh, to our heroes or people who perform for us, and, and we clap our hands. So, so uh, lifting our hands, clapping our hands, uh, dancing before the Lord. There, there's, there's a great example of this in the Bible. And, and I've got the link there from 2 Samuel also on that page uh, where David danced before the Lord with all his might. And, and I'll give you this challenge because sometimes people say they don't really understand why people would dance. And w when someone dances before the Lord or, or worships before the Lord and, and you say, I, I don't understand why they act that way. Well, don't judge them because what we have to remember is we don't know the hell that that person was just delivered from by God that created that dance inside of them because of, because of now what they've received and the deliverance they've got. And so all these ways are, are ways that we can worship God. I, I got a couple more for you. Here's another one. Obedience. Obedience is worship. Obedience may be the most full uh, expression of worship that we can give to God because when we're obedient, we're saying, God, you are the sovereign. You're the boss. I'm not in charge here. You are. So obedience is a great way to show our worship to God. And, and the last one are actions that display who He is, like serving, like loving others, especially loving someone that has mistreated us or hasn't loved us. And when we do that, what we're doing is we're actually saying, hey, this is what Christ looks like. And by doing that, we're, we're bringing Him worship already in our communities. And that's where we're going with this, okay? So, and let me, let me encourage you to do this also. Learn some songs, uh, Google them, find them or whatever. Uh, ask somebody, you know, or, or there's already a couple of playlists that we've posted since uh, the coronavirus quarantining and, and uh, isolation went into effect. Find you some songs like that because music is all tied up into worship. So much of it is. And so I encourage you to find some of those songs to play as well. Okay, so if we learn, we learn what worship is, then the next thing we need to do is we need to start practicing worship in our own lives. Before we can give it away, we need to start practicing it in our own lives. And let me, let me give you this little phrase right here. War song. Worship often is a war song. If you think about back in the Revolutionary War, you've seen some of those pictures with the, uh, the drum and fife, you know, uh, and, and they're marching out in front, in front of the, the troops, you know, going into battle. And, and you see that, and you, you just kind of see the, the pride that is on the faces of the, uh, of the guy playing the fife, the, the, the little boy playing the drums or whatever. And, and that's, that's part of a war song. They're headed into war. 
or uh, if you like the old westerns and, and the Native Americans, like the, the Apache war songs. I mean, when, when, when the cowboys, uh, you know, or, or the soldiers would hear those war songs in the distance, it just bring fear almost into, into your heart. In the Bible, there's another one uh, of uh, these kinds of examples. It's, and it's uh, the story of the city of Jericho. And when Joshua and the Israelites marched around Jericho for seven days, and on the seventh day, and on the seventh trip around the city, they shouted and they blew the horns. And they sang their war song and it brought such fear. You see, that's, that's what worship can do. It's a psychological weapon, a psychological weapon. Now, who do you use a weapon against? You use a weapon against your enemy. So if you're using worship as a psychological weapon, what you're doing is you're putting your enemy on notice. You're telling your enemy, wait, God is here with me and I know he's here with me. We're coming into battle and we know that the victory's already won. So understand and start practicing your worship in your life because it can be a powerful war song to strike fear in every one of the enemies of your life. And one of the great things that you and I have going for us these days is, you know, we don't have to do this alone. We can find so many people to join with us, you know, in, in singing our song. But sometimes we do need to sing alone. Sometimes we need to worship alone. You know, one of the things I, I, I like to say and try to work it in when, when there's an opportunity, and today there's an opportunity, so I'm going to work it in is that when, when we're singing at church or when you're singing like this morning at the first part of, the, uh, of this service and we had the words there for you, what do you do when the words go away? Well, you know what that's for? That, that's your moment to sing your solo. When the words aren't there anymore, it's, it's your moment to take your time to sing something. And, and whether you sing it out loud and whether you actually sing it or you just speak it or you just speak it in your heart to God, and you, you write your solo of the things that God has done for you, what you're grateful for, and how you, how you appreciate Him and all that He's done for you. That's your solo. And the more you practice that in church, and the more you practice that in, in, in your alone time, the more ready you are to take worship into your communities. So we learn, we practice, and what's next? Repeat. Repeat what you've learned and what you've practiced. Get out there in the community and repeat it. Your story, what you've seen, what you've done, calling attention to God's work in the middle of some situation, calling attention to God's faithfulness uh, in, in some family's uh, situation, calling attention to God's care, calling attention to uh, the peace that, of God that has come into someone's life or in, into a family that's just experienced death, calling attention to, to uh, God's presence or calling attention to His blessings, just calling attention to the things that God does in our everyday life. That's a way we repeat our worship and we make sure everybody else sees what we're seeing about what God is doing. Here's a good example also, and uh, this, is, this is when John the Baptist, uh, right before he died, when he was having a crisis of faith and, and wondering, was Jesus truly the Messiah? He sent his disciples over to ask Jesus, and Jesus sent them back with this word. This is uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 4 and 5. Jesus told them, go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. Go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen. The blind see, 
the lame walk, those who with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. John needed encouragement, and that's what Jesus sent him back with. Do you know somebody who needs encouragement today? Do you know someone today who's struggling and, and, and they just, they need a promise like we spoke about last week that, you know, they need some joy, that maybe they need, they need some prayer like we spoke about that first week. You know somebody that needs some encouragement? Then do what Jesus told the disciples of John to do. Go and tell those people what you've seen what you've heard, what you've learned, what, what has happened in your life, what, is, what God has done right before your eyes, what you have experienced and what, what has uh, challenged you to go deeper in your faith as well. And that's bringing worship into our community. So we've been talking about prayer. We've been talking about reading the Bible. We've been talking about worship and the way we can get those things into our community is by learning and then practicing and then repeating, right? So let me wrap it up then with these three thoughts. Fill your world with prayer, fill your world with promise, and fill your world with praise. And when you do that, we're not just bringing those things back to our community, we're bringing Jesus back to our communities. So I wanna ask you to join me in prayer as we close this out, okay? Let's pray. God, I love you and thank you for the power of prayer. I thank you for the promise of your word. And I thank you for all the things that you've done for us. Help us to turn all those things back into worship and glorifying you. God, I ask you, Lord, for someone today that maybe doesn't know you, that they can just rely on Romans chapter 10, verse nine and 10, to just believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, the son of God who died for our sins, and believe that you're writing their names in uh, your record book, that you're washing away all of their sins, that you're making them right with you, God, and that you're helping them start a new life in Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for that. And I, I ask you to help us as, uh, as, as your disciples, as your children, God, as, as your warriors, Lord, to, to bring prayer, to bring promise, and to bring praise back into our communities. Open the doors for us. Show us where those are, God, and, and help us to know how to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. And don't forget, next week's Easter, and it's the great opportunity, a great excuse, as I like to put it, to invite someone to our Easter service. And our digital team is doing everything they can to make it so easy on you to invite people to the Easter service. So, so look for the links, look for the posts on all, all the social media, and let's start putting into action the things that we've been talking about these last three weeks in our repeat series. I hope you have a great Palm Sunday today. Looking forward to seeing Dream Team members tonight on our team night online. And I look forward to seeing you next week for Easter. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205 476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.